0: This episode is brought to you by the Nordstick, the number one way to train your hamstrings anywhere at any time. The number one injury burden in the game of soccer is, you guessed it, hamstring injury. What better way to prevent this than using the Nordstick? From endless Nordic curl variations for your hamstrings, to other lower body exercises, to even upper body and core exercises, you name your goal and the Nordstick can help you get there. Use the link in the description to learn more and get ten percent off. Once again, use the link in this episode's description for ten percent off. What is up, soccer players? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host Andy, with my main man Berg. Berg, what's going on, bro? How you doing?
1: Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Just um, it's kind of, it's kind of surprised and just, just, how scary time is going by so fast because we were in February just not long ago and now about to be in April it was like that month just flew,
0: bro. I didn't I don't know what happened to that month yeah it man. just went by yo winter's over I don't know well here in Boston I'm not but <laughs> in my opinion winter's over my guy yeah winter winter's over on paper <laughs>
1: on paper yeah. only on paper in real life it's still cold outside I woke up this morning it was like 30 degrees Oh, we we are weak. Yeah, we 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 are weak into the spring, and it's going to snow this week. Oh, in Boston, so really? Yeah, that that next week is going to snow. So. <laughs> so, we're not we're not in spring yet. Spring is like a, a fallacy in Massachusetts. So oh. That is no real spring. Oh wow, yo, getting like you might get like a
0: week of spring, and then it's like summer right after oh man yeah and the other thing is it gets hot by you like it, it's not like oh yeah, yeah it's not like my summer is, is too much cooler than or hotter than yours it's the same no, thing no, no. yeah it's a little bit humid um humid hot out here yeah yeah especially in the city but you know that's life it is what it is by you man how you doing i'm doing good man i'm doing good uh pretty excited for the next few weeks as i uh, told you before the pod doing some traveling going to dubai uh in a few days and then hopefully over to to europe um later in the spring and potentially in the summer too so um it'll be good to to bop around and see what's good over on the other side of the pond because i haven't been there since i was like five six i mean i've never been to dubai but i went to paris when i was like six or seven years old um i don't remember too much so um, i I was like wait a second you've been to dubai before (laughs) nah man uh Like wow, my Asian parents—they—they will travel. <laughs> nah, but um, today today we got a very a very interesting episode. I think um, we're gonna do a, a little thing where uh, we we have a list of what I think are the most important steps, the most vital steps, the steps every soccer player should take in order to improve their their conditioning and their overall fitness. Um, but my list is very short. On purpose because I really wanted it to be really cutthroat. The three things every player absolutely needs to do. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to go through that list and Berg. We're going to play a little game of agree or disagree. And after every tip, you know, we'll see if you agree, we'll see if you disagree, and why. Because um, with every agreement and disagreement, you know, you learn some things here and there. So hopefully, we combine our knowledge together today. And if you're listening, you can you can uh, learn from it. And hopefully, you are the winner if you're listening. So. Be sure to, you know, share this podcast with a teammate, with your coaches, fitness coaches, tactical coaches, everybody you know. Um, especially if you know you got a teammate who needs better conditioning. Um, so Berg, let's let's start it off. What I think the first step every player should do in order to improve their conditioning is to measure their fitness.
1: Wait, wait, hold on a second, Leaf. Um before all of that, let's define conditioning for the people. Right. What do they mean by conditioning? Because there's kind of different type of conditioning, right? There's just conditioning to last the whole ninety minutes. There's print conditioning. What are we talking about? Are we talking about overall general conditioning where you 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 your work your work rate stay high for most of the game, even all the way to like ninety minutes? Or are we talking about, I don't know, like well, oh yes are we talking about work
0: rate in general for 90 minutes period of time is that what we're talking about i i think it's i think it depends on the player and the situation um and i think that's a, a great topic to bring up um right now i'm in the mind of a player who you know maybe they're a little bit confused and they're like i i just don't feel fit like i i and like People have told that to me. I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. Like, what do you mean you don't feel? F-? And they're just like, I just don't feel. Eh. I just don't feel like you know, I can, I can be myself on the field. So maybe like, eh. maybe we define it as that is, can you can you play at your best? Period. You know what do you think? Um, well, at your
1: best is is different, right? So it, does that mean if this this person does this person mean at his best is he's able to? Perform quality action during the game for for the whole game? Or is this like, I don't feel my best, like, you know, like the first half I'm good and the second half I'm like Dragon? Like, what does this person mean? Or are we just going by, okay, it's just like my best is just being my best self for like 90 minutes straight? Because, you know, some players, they go well for like 60 minutes and
0: in the last 30 minutes of the game, they, you don't see them i i think any and all i think we do it all okay yeah okay let's do it all right let's do it
1: so yeah so i get i get some context because if some person's like yeah and no, just just like repeated sprint and then my position is like i don't know a winger that looks kind of different than like a striker
0: yeah and i i think we'll we'll get into that in a little bit um but for me step one is always measuring your fitness because in my mind the the word fitness is so subjective and sport coaches play it or uh, like kind of throw it around um everybody in like the the sport performance kind of side throws around as well of you know I, i just need them to be fitter well for me it's like if you want to improve at anything you need to be able to make it objective and you need a number and in my opinion you know that that number could be something like you mentioned of how many minutes can you play um at your and, physical best um it could be objective as in you know gps i covered x amount of distance x amount of high speed running yada 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 or it could be objective in terms of a fitness test um which i, I think is the best way to to measure it um like a yo-yo Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like a thousand meter time trial, whatever. Um, I, I think those are all great ways to measure your fitness, but I I think that's step one. Otherwise you're, you're aiming to go somewhere, but you don't know your destination. But, uh, what do you think?
1: Um, I, I do agree. I agree. Um, because if you want to improve fitness, you gotta, like, you gotta know what you're improving. If you don't have baseline data, how are you going to know you improved? Are you just going to go by feeling? I mean, how reliable is that <laughs> based on how <laughs> good of a sleep you had that previous night, like you could feel great after trading, you know, oh, um, you know, it's just, if you gotta, you gotta measure things to know that you gotta have a baseline to know if you actually made real improvement. And then what's good about this is that if you measure it, <clears throat> if you measure it and you do a workout. And your fitness improved, That means the next season you can replicate that. You can replicate that, and then you can save yourself some money by not hiring another program. <laughs> you <laughs> can just go
0: through the same program.
1: <laughs> you can do the same program because you know it works and it's measurable.
0: No, I like that. I like that. Um, ha- have you measured your fitness in the past? Like, what what has worked with you and and kind of in your environment?
1: Um, I do how I measured it is um, it's funny uh, but I I don't recommend (laughs) I don't recommend (laughs) players do that I don't recommend players do that so the way I measure fitness I don't do the yo-yo stuff like that so what I do is I do a lot of conditioning workout and then as the season start I just just look at how I feel how I'm able to perform for like two quarters, two, two, I mean two quarters, two halves, mm. right? So when the season starts, like I might be good the first half and then the second half, coach is subbing me out because he can tell that I'm gassed out after like 60 minutes of playing. Mm. right? And then by the next week, I'm able to last a little bit longer and then coach takes me out like 15 minutes to win the game and my, my output stays the same. And then when he gets... And I know this, my fitness gets really, really, it's really improved when I'm playing with a tough team and uh, I'm going up and down, up and down, and I'm able to do it for most of the game. That's so when I'm like, okay, we're here. And then once I get past that threshold, then it's like, I'm back. But it takes me like at least, uh, my, I, I, it takes me like at least four to five games. And then I notice how I feel, how I perform during those four to five games, and I can then I can tell her uh, uh, my workout based on my performance in those games. My work rate, mm. not not something I'll recommend. Yeah. <laughs> those are people. That's something I'll recommend to like people. But but there are players. That's how they get their fitness back. There's the star players, right? They go back, and then you know, especially if they're injured, and they don't want to. They yeah. they want to bring them. Forward. They they could they start with them with the, the they substitute them in the second half right? They play like, I don't know, 15 minutes in the second half. Or they could start it with, you are injured, you are injured, and you don't have your fitness back. They start you with uh, uh, Team B, and then slowly they progress you to Team A, and then slowly they progress you to like, hey, you're in the starting lineup, and uh, you're doing the whole pre-game training. All the way to like, I'm playing like a whole 90-minute type of game.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I do think there is some value in using your own type of test. you know, of you like, yeah, you have your, your number test to see if you're fit, but there, there are other things that you can, your your own personal tests. Right. And for me, one of those personal tests is how long can I play before I start to cramp? Because if, if uh, I'm not fit, uh, (laughs) uh, my, my calf, my calf is going to go. And yes. whenever I play in a, a adult league or a short season, maybe 8, 10 games, maybe 6 games plus playoffs, those first few games, 2, 3 games, my calf is going to go. And one of the things I measure is how long can I play before the onset of that first cramp. And yeah, it's yeah. frustrating to cramp up here, there, wherever. But if you track that week after week after week, you'll see that, oh, this week I cramped at minute 30. Next week, it was 38 following the week i was able to play 45 then 60 75 so on and so on um so hey, i hey. i think it's great that's to be able fun. to combine you know the more scientific test with your own personal test in your own head because your thoughts matter too that's such a great example and that's
1: what used to happen to me i didn't i didn't articulate that when i was giving my example but yeah one of the things that would happen is i'll get subbed out because i can't run properly because my account my calf or my hamstrings are crapping up and depending on how weed of a movement I do, boom. Yeah, that's usually the first thing that happened. That's for me, this first sign of fatigue is the cramping. Mm-hmm. No matter how much water, how much um electrolyte I got before the
0: game, if I'm not fit, I'm going to cramp. For sure, for sure. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss the other two things that we think are vital to improve your endurance. And again, Berg, your reaction. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle, or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used TeamBuilder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, TeamBuilder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to TeamBuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about vTrove today. All right, we are back on the soccer fitness experience. Now, step two, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, um, but maybe we can get some more specifics from you, Berg. Um, step two for me is figuring out, okay, you, you've measured your fitness. Do you have a intensity problem or do you have a duration problem? Because... To me, those are two very different things and they need to be, um, Mm -hmm. kind of intervened on differently. Um, but what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, there is the duration issue, which for me, the way I think about this is, do you have enough, um, aerobic endurance to last 90 minutes and extra time if needs to be, that's, that's number one. And number two is now we're talking about your work output. Can you, how much can you, like, how many of these 15, 20-yard sprints can you do repeatedly during the game, all the way to, like, those 90 minutes? Right? Because depending on how much you're going to take to do the, the, the short burst, the short intensive um, burst of action in the game, that determines, like, who wins the game, at the, especially when it's, like, 80 minutes and everybody's tired. Like your work rate, like, for example, Mbappe, can Mbappe continue to spread like 30 some yards like he usually does in the game? Can he continue to do that? Not just in the first half, not just in, in, in the 60 to 70 minutes, but also 80 minutes, 85 minutes. That's, a, that's another type of endurance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you, that's, that's, that's why it's important to do, also do the test. And it's two tests now. Now, if you're providing content, you got to test, not just, let's say, let's say you go to a route of testing, like actual, like, um, exercise testing, you do the yo-yo, you also have to do, uh, actually, the yo-yo is not, like, full speed, but you also have to do all the tests to test, like, your repeated sprint. Mm. But, so, yeah, I do agree. Like, I think you need to do both. I don't think it's either or. I think you need to like
0: work on both. Mm-mm. Now, would you say, let's say both are poor, um, would you prioritize one or the other?
1: Um, well, like how far along am I in a season? Like, even yeah. How far along am I to play?
0: Huh.
1: Like, if if I'm if off season just started, I'm just gonna prioritize endurance first, and then as I get closer to the season, I I do more repeated spread intensive type of training (laughs) because it's closer to, um, I would say like game day and your, 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 your body kind of like your body, it's, it's, it's much better to do, um, these type of intensity repeated spread later on in your programming because your body just tend to like lose it if you don't practice it for like two weeks, you know what I'm saying? So it's much. You, much, i would much rather practice this intensive bouts of workout um, closer to uh, closer to playing, so that I don't I don't lose I don't lose that skills when the season starts. Mm,
0: okay. Because you you lose it pretty early if you don't continue training it. No, training it. I I think that's a great point. Um, and yeah, it's. Typically, what normally happens is earlier in the season or preseason, you're really building up that aerobic capacity because and you're going to get that explosive stuff in training as well. Um, and if you're able to produce that in training, um, you're really not going to get that um, outside of that without doing too much load. So um, I, I, I think that, yeah, focusing on aerobic before aerobic or anaerobic is is a good play early in the season and then vice versa in season. Um, because those are those moments at the end of matches where you really need to be explosive. You look at the games that are won. In, like, look at Mbappe, World Cup final. Bro. I mean, we probably discussed oh, him like at least oh, three times God. on the pod since
1: his that man, crazy that performance. That still had fitness. He had fitness in the second half of overtime to, to, to pull off these moves that's
0: that's crazy level fitness right there crazy Uh, the oh the explosion from his i i'm surprised he doesn't pull his hamstring more to be honest because i know it doesn't make sense but uh but anyway so um the third step that i think is important to improve player endurance is then making drills that are specific to your wants your needs your actions um, that are preventing you from producing your magic um, when you need it the most so um, let's say you, an example yeah yeah let, let's say so i'll give you an example i was working with a player who who plays the the sixth position like a holding midfielder mm-hmm. um, and he was struggling towards the end of matches about minutes 70 75 ish and i said like well what's your problem here he says well I can play for 90 minutes but when it comes to making those quick explosive actions in those later stages of the match I I just don't have it in my legs you know like I just it's just not there and yeah I can play I can be on the field but I want to be an asset in those final minutes not a liability yeah and don't want to be a liability yeah and like trust me, I know this player he's not a liability but um he wanted to be himself in those final minutes. And I was like, okay, so, um, what we did is we, we replicated this in his training sessions of him doing aerobic training for the first block of his endurance training. And for that second block, it was so anaerobic, so quick movement, explosive left, right, up, down, cutting, cutting, cutting into a burst of a run, either forward or backwards. And we were able to replicate his demands, which one was effective for his training, but I I think another reason that was successful is the most important aspect, the most important aspect of any conditioning program is going to be the intensity that you do it in. And if you're able to tweak your workouts to make it specific to your wants and your needs, regardless of your position or whatever you wanna do, you're bought in and you're gonna give it your 100%. Because if you don't give 100% or 80% or 90%, whatever is prescribed in terms of intensity, (laughs) You're not going to get the adaptations that you want. You're not going to be able to improve in your endurance, and at that point, you're kind of wasting everybody's time. Um, so, I, I think for various reasons, it's important to make drills that are tied directly to the player and their needs.
1: I I, I, I like that. I agree with that. So the, the the last one, you just you make it very specific based on what the player needs um, in that particular. I guess part of the season like if he, if, he, if he cannot do if he cannot be explosive in the last 10 minutes of the game then you, you're trying to replicate that so he can get it yeah and it's the same thing with the that would look and because he's a 6 that workout will look completely different than somebody who play like right back and he's not able to go up and down during the last 20 minutes of the game that's workouts can be different
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's why it's important they say say hey what workout can I do for like endurance well it it depends like uh, what position do you play like what's your fitness level already like all those drills can look completely different based on your position um and your prior level of fitness and where you're at I guess in the season
0: yeah, I, I think the only scenario, the only scenario where this wouldn't work out is if you're not being intense enough during training. Um, because in training you have you have so many opportunities to really improve your in, your overall fitness, your endure everything. Um, but oftentimes the players who really need to improve their fitness or the players who maybe in training, they're a little too tactical and they're not yeah, giving yeah. their hundred percent. And again, it's that intensity, right? If your intensity isn't there, it's not going to improve your conditioning. So that's one thing to look out for as well. If, if you're a player and you wanna improve your endurance, make sure that in training, you're giving 110% before you start to do work on the side. It's funny,
1: Um, that reminded me of, um... Kevin Durant last year when he was um when he was ripping he, he was he was like just like talking to uh, Steve Nash and he's like berating Steve Nash and he's like what is this like it's playoff time the intensity is not there like yes. we're not gonna win because it's like it's like we're not practicing with playoff intensity and all the young players were like what wait what is he talking about <laughs> but Kevin Durant knows that from like experience like if you don't prepare yourself. Uh, playoff basketball in in practice, you're not going to be ready for playoff basketball. That that's a great point. Yeah, and mm. he's he like, "Yo, he said we ain't going. We're not going to win." He said, "We we didn't shift with this kind of practice. We need more." And he was complaining to the media that the training, the practice, went intense enough, mm. and we they were approaching the playoff.
0: Yeah, this is the same cat who's coming off uh, Achilles too. So that says something. <laughs> that says something. I know. Yeah know. Yeah. but um yeah that's pretty much all we got for you guys today um thank you again for listening uh, again be sure to share this with a teammate with the coach whoever five-star review itunes spotify and uh we'll see y'all next week peace out